cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not... It's oh, it's not, heavy. Soft on time. So it's it's heavy. Okay. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Midweek Goodwood and Galway update. My name's the keys of systembet.co.uk and there's just two of us uh, chewing the fat this evening and coming with some uh, big selections uh, hopefully in the next couple of days. As always, John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. Good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. Yes, and uh, today we witnessed um, alcohol-free winning its third Group 1, um, some interesting rides in behind, which we'll probably talk about in a second. But first of all, John, just a few talking points before we get onto these tips and everything <laughs> else. Um, how do you feel the, uh, where, the way the watering's going? Because for me, it's, it's getting ridiculous, and starting a festival on heavy ground, despite having two-thirds of the month in 27-degree temperatures... Um, I just find beyond ridiculous. Well, I thought it was a bit ridiculous, Lee, when I saw, I think it was Thursday or Friday last week, and his advanced going forecast was good. I thought, well, how the hell has he got it down to good? Yeah. I, you know, I thought, well, it has to be good to firm, surely to God. But yeah. I thought, no. Um, and I, I think the ghost of Seamus still sits astride the throne at Goodwood. Um, I noticed on ITV today, Seamus has got himself a nice little sit down there doing them tours where the pile half a dozen race goes into a minivan and take them down to the start to give them a taste of the action. All right. Seamus yeah. <laughs> is uh, doing his uh, MC bit, it's MC Seamus, <laughs> um, telling them what's going on and where, where the best ground is and everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, good he's, to... he's always had a, a remarkable touch for the self-publicity as El Shamus, and uh, I see in retirement he's talked himself into a nice little retirement job there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't watched ITV much, I'll be honest, because uh, obviously I've been playing and so I've had Racing UK on, but but uh, I mean, has anything been said against Clark? Have you heard anything in media or any pundits speak out against this Clark for this or? I think somebody mentioned his tie clashed with his jacket one morning. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was probably it, you know. I mean, we all know these clerks do a tremendous job in difficult circumstances, don't they? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if only they had access to weather forecasts like the rest of us, they'd probably find it an awful lot easier. Yeah, I'm going to say, with the, the, the days of the internet now, there's some terrific pieces of software you can subscribe to or or whatever you don't even have to subscribe to it. everything's free on the met office whatever but if you want to go about that bit further from you can you i mean farmers do it they pay for for better forecasts don't they for the for the crops everything that's probably useless as well but but i mean i had to laugh though like you say we forecasted 10 mils he said at the weekend it was good ground on the Thursday, and he'd, he'd stop water on Thursday, but he watered it down to good, knowing that there was 10 millimetres. Now, he wouldn't have known if it were going to be 15, 20 millimetres, 25 millimetres, 5 millimetres. So why is he? Why has he done that? I mean, that, that's the... I often remember Seamus starting this meeting on good to soft and yeah. going to the telly, and whether it was Jim McGrath or that other idiot on BBC... Just letting him spout on and call it beautiful ground, beautiful, safe ground. And we all know it's a load of cobblers, but nobody in the media will challenge it, will they? So this is the ridiculous state of affairs we're left with. Mm. It's, I mean, I, it, to me, it's it's a big problem for punters. And I have no doubt, by the way, folks, we've got a, an interesting guest on Friday, Nick Davis joins us on Friday and he's got a, he, he always has a lot to say about the Clarks and the Water and he's been following it for years and he understands the game totally on this and how frustrating it is for punters when you line up your bets and right we'll play for good good to firm that's what the Clark says and then it turns up good to soft and they knock in the mud and tops off and, and the times are four and five seconds slow for seven furlongs 
And that's the frustrations as a punter you get. There's no confidence in the game. No one calls them out like John says. No one's prepared to call them out at any point. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just let's move on. It's, it's a disgrace of a game. Um, interesting, though, John, the red car um, today. Um, I never knew I never knew they used to have a three-day meeting at this time of year. I must, have, I must have forgot that. But apparently, according to Racing TV today, they used to have a three-day meeting on, on when it was glorious good. Um, yeah, but it was a bit of any nuisance. Uh, mind you, it, it stopped me having to attend Goodwood on several occasions. So <laughs> about it, yeah, you're. I mean, there's nothing I want to speak to you about that. The bias. It's like the Oki Koki at Redcar lately. I mean, literally. For some meetings earlier this year, low numbers were just absolutely ludicrous. And last back-end low numbers, like for for the two-year-old trophy, were ludicrous for low numbers. Um, all of a sudden, <laughs> if you watch today, you know, if you if you're drawn low today, you might as well. <laughs> you know, I think it used to be the case, you know, like I mean, until what they did originally, they put a running rail in about 1990-ish. Because there was such a massive high bias on the straight course, you you could literally back six. If there was a big fail handicap between five furlongs and a mile, you could back the six lowest drawn if the prices were, were there, and you just sit back and wait to collect. To be honest, yeah. it, it was a marvellous thing. To be honest, you know, I mean, punters couldn't literally couldn't fall off. And they put this bloody running rail in, and almost overnight the the bias just went to hell, and it's been no real help to punters ever since. What I would say is, I think when they get a bit of rain on, I, I definitely think you want to be drawn low on that straight course, or certainly somebody with the savvy to get across over to the far side. Yeah, but 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 like today, so so basically they've been watering. It was good, and I don't blame them because it's been there's not been any rain up there. I've checked, and yes. then la- last night they had 19 mils. You know, a d- decent little thunder shower. Um, 19 mil fell yesterday. Um, it was riding good. I'd, yeah, slow side of good. I think it it rode today, um, but. The low numbers, the far side, were useless. It, you know, it's as if they've, <laughs> it's as if Labbrooks have, have come along. And it, but I noticed Phil Berry's not uh, Clark there at the moment. There's an acting Clark there at the moment. So I don't know what's going off there. But so I mean, as Labbrooks van dropped. They haven't had a Clark there for Yonks actually. Is it John Joe Sanderson still stepping in? Uh, Steve, I think it's Stephen somebody. I, f- I forget. I did look this morning. I'll be John Joe Sanderson was covering. I know that for probably two or three years. I mean, they'll never get one as bad as John Gundale was. Yeah. He was absolutely useless. I mean, he, he had that card abandoned, you know, when the ground was unsafe and they interviewed him on um, what was Racing UK at the time. And they said, well, when you walk the course, you realise the ground was unsafe. He said, I walk the course to determine the going, not to say whether it's safe or not. Yeah. With a straight face, you know. I mean, uh, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he, he's looking after some big house down in the, in the Shires now as well. Interesting. <laughs> so... Punt, 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 punting at red car, folks. The, fu- the future at the moment is chuck balls in the air. We don't know because you, it was low earlier this season. Today it looked good towards middle to stand side. Um, I would say it, it's uh, it's tricky there at the moment. Who, who knows whether where the bias is going to show up next meeting? But when the bias does, like John says, when the bias does kick in at red car, I but, think when it's naturally good, good to soft. And they haven't been watching. I think that's when you can confidently play the low draw bias. Yeah. But when, when they're being watching, I don't think the watching is terribly even, to be honest. If you get rain on top of that, I think it's names in a hat. Okay, doke. good advice, John. Um, right, second sort of thing I was wanting to bring up, obviously Johnny G and the, and, and, and the, the, the Slim, the Slim Thirdy. Um, was on, on, on camera to tell everybody why they'd withdrawn the big strad. In the uh, going, been in for a fifth, fifth, fifth uh, Goodwood Cup. I mean, not being done. It could have been, it could have been immortal status. But Johnny G thought the ground was uh, it's heavy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you... yeah, I mean, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I, I think personally, I, I think he probably thinks he'll, he'll put, probably put up a barnstorming performance in the Lansdale, and I don't think he wanted him bottoming on the ground myself. I, I think he maybe thought he could run really well to, like yesterday. Maybe would have even won, but I think uh, he's more likely to get his optimum conditions in the Lansdale, and it's only like, what, two and a half weeks away, so... Yeah. I think he's probably had an eye on that, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I mean obviously, I, 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 take, I took a different take on it. But, um, I, I just think they, I think they want everything. I think they, they know that that horse is not the horse it, it was, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I, I, and I think, I think it's, they know that it had probably got beat on that, on that ground. And I reckon, you know, and they thought, well, you know, like you said, we could say. For, for, I, I see your point of view, but I, I mean, I, I'm adamant that in the Gold Cup, you know, people were saying it's unlucky. You know, it, it, when it got out in the clear, it didn't show any of its no. old old zip. Um, and I just wonder if it's the same horse myself. But like you said, they, they didn't. They probably didn't want want it sort of well beat well, and bottomed out on that ground. Yeah, I mean, the relish are lacking off Troshan anyway on soft ground, haven't they? So they probably thought, well, we'll get stuck if we're not against this on this surface. So, yeah. Okay, John. So, interesting to see Strad at York. It'd be good for punters to go and see him. Um, uh, next on the on the on the list, it's been a busy week. We're only on uh, Wednesday. You know, we've got three days to go. We've had quite a busy yeah. week. Uh, the good old Flockton Grey turning up yesterday uh, at Galway yesterday evening. Um, uh, if you haven't seen uh, Jesse Arrington's, uh, I, I forget the name, is Adrazine or Alazine. Uh, it was a two-year-old maiden, and uh, sadly, uh, a three, he got, they got it mixed up with a three-year-old filly rated seventy-nine called Aurora Princess, which duly bolted up and landed some rather large bets, uh, backed in from sort of ten to one right down to uh, four to one on the off, and well bet on the exchanges as well. Uh, some will say ah, it's, it's a plot, it's a, it's a ringer, it's a ringer. Others will say, well, it was just an accident. John, any thoughts on this and, and, and the Irish horse racing board? Third world racing is its absolute best. You know, I mean, you, I just don't think this would happen in France. I don't think it would happen in America. You know, I mean, it's we we just shit, right? <laughs> You, you know, we are. They've got bloody microchips in, for God's sake. Yeah. Well, the, the scanning, I mean, the, 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 right, so the, the in this country, they get scanned uh, pre-race, pre, uh, pre so there can't be any errors. So, so basically, that the horses are not, I mean, it, to be fair, it has happened here. That's how bad they are. Um, but they, 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 they get scanned pre-race. In Ireland, for some bizarre reason, they get scanned purse race. I mean, what, what's all that about? Why would you scan a horse purse race? Why would you want the yeah, that's That's the bit I don't get. So they, they scan the horses after the race, which is bizarre. And another another issue I've got on this, and I want to hear your views on this in particular, is that so the Irish stewards have disqualified the horse. Well, to me, that should be that could be legally challenged because basically, right? How how can and punters not punters lose the money on a horse that hasn't raced? It's, it, they've they've backed the, the, the two year old, not the three year old filly. So how, how, why is it fair that that it should be a non runner surely in a rule four, shouldn't it, John? I think that's a fantastic theory, actually. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Lee, I hadn't considered that, but I mean, that's absolutely bang on the money, you know. Yeah. You, you're back to arse there that hasn't run, and basically you've done your coining. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Uh, it, it's it's like, it, it's an imposter, so so therefore, you know, because they check afterwards and not, pre- it's if they check beforehand, and they've they've put the wrong horse in the box or whatever, right? And it's a genuine yeah. error. Yeah. Then it's simple. It's just that withdrawn by stewards, non-runner, uh, wrong horse brought to track. I mean, it's that simple. Um, but then afterwards, then to say punters, no, 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 you've done your money. You've, you've backed out. You, you've done it in. That is just beyond bizarre. <laughs> I'd have called it a non-runner. Simple as. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never backed one of these, so. I- I don't know how I'd react, but I think now now you mention it, I would probably be thinking, well, 
Man never am. Well, that's it. If you've backed it on Betfair, say pre-played, you've had, you know, you've put your put your whatever fifty quid on or whatever, or you, you've 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 gone to make a cup of tea and you've come back and you've seen freeze frame. Oh, it's got up nicely, lovely. Um, and then you know you, you're thinking you're getting winnings. Never mind. So then then it then Stewart's inquiry, wrong horse. Um, you're thinking, well, you know, why should you get punished for? For them taking a wrong horse at track or some some numbskull not, but they, I'd say not doing the job right. But they're doing the job right because clearly they just scan them purse race, which is quite bizarre. Why you would scan them purse race? I mean that is that's just opening things up for abuse. I mean we it's just insane, isn't it? Really, I mean God. I mean, what, what happens with these bookies that paid double result? Then have been paid out on this? I'm not sure to be honest. Um, I've not. I mean. Usually I do some digging on Twitter to have a look to see who's moaning, who's groaning, who's, you know, on on this. But I've not seen much on it um, in terms of, I don't know if bookies have paid out on both. I don't know if, I don't know. Please get in touch with us on Twitter and, and let us know because I honestly don't know. But obviously if you bet on Betfair like I do, I would feel very aggrieved, say, playing in running, taking the 101 or the 1.05 close to the line for a right few thinking well, this isn't bad. One hundred five. Yeah, we'll click there. Yeah, it's going to win. Um, and you've, yes. you've done a you've, you've done a packeting because because it you're, you're betting in good faith, and and yeah. to me that should have just been a void bet. Most ten gone. God bless you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I if I were bet taking another level bet there, I would have basically I would have avoided the in running market. I'd have just said it's a it's a void race. I know if you're back to win a tough. It's or you back the second tough. If you back, you know, it's just a void, void, void in running market, and then pre-play you just settle it as a non-runner um, with a rule with the rule four on the obvious on the winner. So so. Does she get fined then? Oh, well, she. I mean, she should. I mean, the thing is, Kevin O'Brien. Uh, uh, he, he, uh, what do you call the, the uh, Kevin? Is it Kevin Ryan or Kevin O'Brien on the on the racing TV? Uh, he stands there with Jesse Arrington every day, and apparently people were moaning because he, he was just saying, "Oh, it's unfortunate." And he, <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, it's just like he's a tit then, isn't he? Really, if you're saying that, because I mean, it's not unfortunate; it's just utter stupidity. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty mental. But anyway, so let us know anyway if you've been affected by. The Galway Ringer uh, yesterday. If it's affected you with a big in running bet, or or you know, just just let us know. Drop drop us a tweet, um, and I'm, I'd be quite happy to. Ringer. It sounds like somebody in Ireland going around conducting sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, it does really. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, so let us know. Um, right, on to your favourite trainer now, um, Mark Johnston. Mark Johnston, right? This is this is incredible. Again, this is the second time this season. We're only in July. He's done it once already. I think he went about fifty losers earlier in the year. We had a winner. Now he he's gone thirty runners without a winner as Johnston. He's got Saron Police Priestley retired. He's ran that about seventeen times since April after having a leg. Um, what's the vet doing, John, this year? I <laughs> <laughs> This, again, comes back to my point on the stats on watered ground, you know. I mean, to all intents and purposes, Sir Ron Priestley has suffered a career-ending injury on heavy ground, yeah? Yeah, well, exactly. Watered ground, yeah. Yeah, However, according to the stats, it's just heavy ground. Nobody's actually saying he's suffered a career-ending injury on watered heavy ground. Yeah. Just the same as if it had been good to firm ground and they'd been watering. Yes. That is why there's, there's, there's no stick to hit these clerks with regarding overwatering because there's no stats. Don't you, don't you think, though, right, this is how society thinks, right? So you, you have firm ground at Bath, yeah. right? If they come round last bend at Bath and one, you know, um, back leg goes on one, it starts swinging round. Yeah. The, the Twitter would go berserk, yeah. saying that's cruel, firm, hard ground. That's terrible. There's no wonder that horse has broke its leg. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But because it's because it's sort of soft ground and, like you say, watered, 
no, nothing has ever been nothing has ever been said or touched upon no. that well maybe that this ground is not perfectly safe for these horses to run it's just it's just a, an in thing that we've done like nick davis pointed out with the going sticks and he, how the going sticks ascot good to firm used to be in the the high 8.8s now really it appears now it appears 7.8s good to firm you know you'd think the stick had been recalibrated when I mean, you say these ridiculous ratings at the dish you know to me thousands but just washing the living shit out of these courses yeah, it's no. it's. I mean, I mean, certainly the 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 topsoil. I mean, I I, I just I, I I fear for the sport the way that, the way this is going. And I don't know if there's a sign of the times, because it, it, obviously we, we, we've got Peta, we've got we've got animal cruelty, we've got Parama, we've got we've got everything against racing and uh, doing safe. And yet Bath has just been fantastic for years. They get full fields, big fields, you know, fourteen runners. Uh, 12 runners. Um, the only the only instances I've known at Bath where it's dangerous is when they've got firm ground, John. They get a downpour yeah, yeah, yeah. and they start slipping up bend. Mm. But that but that's a natural occurrence. That's not the fault of the course. That's not the that's just the fault yeah. of the elements that's come yeah. down and it's caused the bends to be slipping. I've known them try to sand the bends and they've had to abandon some meetings at Bath yeah. when that occurs for safety reasons. Which again that that that's perfectly acceptable and and. But there we go. I think this is where we're at. It's very, very frustrating. Anyway, the part of the show where uh, me and John now will try and um, increase our winnings. Um, I, I apologise on the on the site. I, I put John's uh, selection Austrian theory and pleasant man down in the wrong races. Um, uh, Austrian theory. I mean, like John pointed out on the. Uh, initial podcast was due for the nursery and John was absolutely spot on because I think if Austrian theory had ran off 89, I think that would even broke the kilts, uh, none from 30 duck the way it ran um, in the, um, in, in that, in that stakes race uh, on the opening day. So uh, it's, it was a good, good shout from John really that anyway. You can't even do me a favour that bastard. <laughs> he, has, he has one runs well, it's half picked. Yeah. And he still can't do me a favour because he sticks it in the wrong race of flaming gown. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think a few of our uh, Twitter followers, Ian Davis, a few others, have picked up on that as well and said, "How far would that have won the nursery?" Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's very frustrating. Um, frustrating bit of plating, really, from the kilt. Um, uh, anyway, right. So we'll go on to Goodwood tomorrow. Um, we're looking at possibly. Further drying ground. There's not a deal of rain forecast. Um, it rode uh, soft today on the times for me still. There wasn't much good to soft in there on the times. So I would imagine tomorrow it does have the potential to possibly go good to soft, but it will be uh, soft side. I don't think we'll see any any good or anything, but tomorrow is likely to possibly be the, the best ground day because there's potentially more rain Friday and Saturday. So, um, John, the, the the principal races tomorrow. Um, anything in the one fifty, the opener? Alpha Dell is the market leader, eleven to two for Roger Varian. Anything in that? At risk of going blogger already, I uh, I rather like that one. I think that can run really well tomorrow. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any issue with the ground, despite him getting beaten eight and a bit at Ascot on soft. I think I'm absolutely fine on the ground. And plus, I want to take Aryan Power on because all these farms have been on quicker ground. Uh, Sills back on, which I don't, I don't even know if that's a good replacement. Ooh, terrible. Sort of blighted Mark Crean, you know. So I, I definitely want to take that on. The kilt's got five in the race. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they want to get involved with him anymore this week. And the only other one really would be Patient Dream. I, I, I think that's a goes there a horse in form. Couldn't have the Haggis one, Terror Shop, because it's got Liam Jones in there. Who, you know, I mean, doesn't know 15 mile an hour from 31, does he? So <laughs> I certainly couldn't be backing him. And it, it just leaves a very, very short shortlist. And uh, I, I think the, uh, the Varian horse is probably still got a bit of improvement in it and I'd, I'd expect that to win the first yeah can't can't really argue with that i do like alfred as a horse as a horse um i'm, I'm not going to put up a selection myself in the race Arian power was against because of obviously two things d'souza in the saddle and bearing in mind that the race at doncaster 
it, it wasn't a very unlucky loser, obviously, because of Mark Crean's mistake. But the, the, the runners it was running against, this is, you know, wasn't really of well handicapped quality. It wasn't a great race. And like, as I said, I think that's vulnerable, especially with him on board. I think he's, I think he's, a, a, yeah, he's a, he's a hindrance. Um, so, John, with with Alfred Ellen, I, I can't I can't really knock that as a selection. I think it's an horse going forward. I think he's a nice horse, really do. Uh, but I'm offering no selection, John, with Alfadell. 225 is the, the Richmond Stakes tomorrow, John, over six furlongs. Asymmetric um, was my choice in the July Stakes. Um, uh, just touched off five to two favourite. Gubbass, seven to two. Uh, that was the winner of the Super Sprint uh, last week. Uh, tidy little field, competitive little affair. Any views here? I'd, I'd just echo that, really, Lee. I think it's a tight little affair, and I, I don't really want to get involved, to be honest. No, I'd agree. Only thing I'd mention is um, maybe collateral form analysis, analysis, analyst, that's the gin, uh, would maybe just look at maybe Giza Sub of Kevin Ryan's. Um, obviously, that beat Hello My Darling and Sam Maximus at Pontefract. Sam Maximus came out and then finished third to Lou Sale in the July stakes. And that's 16 to 1. And the favourite is obviously 5 to 2, just from a simple collateral form angle. But I've really no opinion. I might just have a little bit on Giza Sub at that at big prices, just for a bit of sport. Um, 3 o'clock is the uh, mile and a half John Pierce racing Gordon Stakes. Uh, one of my favourite races on the calendar because it opens up the ledger angles. Uh, it's a group three affair. And I think me and John might just tackle this in a bit more depth, depth than the last race. 11 to 4 favourite currently is Wordsworth. John. Take, take it away. Really interesting race, this. I mean, you got third round that's got a verdict over the Derby winner, for God's sake. Yeah. And uh, he's up against something that couldn't win a Queen's Rath. So, I'd, ha- I'd have to fancy third round to, to beat Wordsworth. Yeah. Starters. Um, if you're looking at collateral farm like you referred to earlier. Um, the one I am a bit curious about is Bellocchio. Um, now, Sergeant Wilson's carrying on with this, isn't he, in this sort of grade? And really, you'd say he's probably crackers to be doing that. <laughs> you know, I, I want the bloody thing showing. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he ran with a bit of promise behind a quit, I thought. But then the Dante was a bit of a miserable effort. And then... Ascot, the less said about that, the better. And yet he's persevering. But um, I think the interesting fact is he's had David Egan on it twice. Then he had the blighted Sill last time trying to make all over 12 at uh, Ascot. And now we've got O'Sheen taking the, the King's shilling to ride. I, I just have a hunch this has a bit more to offer yet. He, it's a grand stamp of arse, this, and he, his comments in the in the post tonight as well, saying he, he hasn't given up on it. He just wants to find a case of it. I, I'm not I'm not saying it's going to win, but I, I, I think this this thing has a performance in it. You know, it's really interesting you say this because I, I I tweeted yesterday on my personal account about how like migration pissed up. Um, on the Thursday, uh, Iron Hands was on um, at Salisbury, to Susan, and Buick was on uh, Goodwood. And the difference in ride and just the coolness, the the way he brought it through, everything else. Right, so like you said, you make a very good point. So the last year, you know, like, he's obviously thought this is a horse because he starts it off, like you say, at Sandown in classic classic trial. And then then he goes to the Dante, and fair enough, we we can forgive a horse at York. And then obviously Iron Hands um, at Ascot last time. And the, the, the switch difference from D'Souza to Buick was marked, I felt, for migration for, for this trainer the other day. And like you said, D'Souza to Murphy could see immense improvement. 18 to 1, John. It's, I think it's a great selection, that. Um, and, a, 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 you know, like, well, certainly, a, like you say, you've mentioned Third Realm. You're right with that. Me personally, in this race, I'm against the Ballydoyle pair, um, Wordsworth and Salukan. The re- the simple reason being, um, Wordsworth is absolutely gearless. Um, it's a high class gearless horse, but it's gearless. It just it will run at one speed. I, I don't see Goodwood being its port of call. Um, there's a headwind in the straight tomorrow. 
they're going to go forward with it. Uh, Brian's picked it over Salukan. That's a suspicious absence of 75 days for me because they run everything in the the Irish classics or the or the English. So 75 days off is is a little bit of a, and, it, and it's very weak in the betting. So I wonder what's sort of gone wrong with that in the interim. Um, and Ottoman Emperor won't be good enough for me on what I've seen in Ireland be, beating handicappers. Um, and the two to concentrate on for me are third realm and Yabir. Yabir won the Bahrain Trophy. I thought it was impressive in that. Um, um, can't knock it. It's very solid form. Ties in with third realm. Third realm, I think, is the is the right favourite. That should that that should usurp Wordsworth as the favourite. But I like your selection. At 18s, you've convinced me on that at the prices. So. Yeah, that's a great call, John. Um, so I think we're on the same page there. I'm against. I'm against Ballad Oil. I'll be. I'll be taking on Wordsworth. Mm. Can't have that. Can't have that winning. Um, and because I mean, Salu can beat it at Navin. Um, it were basically if you watch them, they're two slow barges in the closing stages. They were just like literally going up and down on a spot. Um, and yeah, it's quite. You need the travels around here, don't you? I know it's a mile and a half, but you need to travel so you can get a position and go where you want when you want. And you couldn't really see either of them doing that. No. So, so I, I, I'm third realm, your beer, and John's uh, excellent shout at a big 18 to 1 for the for the Frenchman, Bellocchio, with Oshin, the man in form. That's, that's the. That catches my eye. Uh, we go on to the Nassau, a, a lovely race, really. I'm, I'm not saying this is top, top, top class. It could have been better because you could have had Snow Lantern, obviously, taking this option, which probably would have been better the way Spencer rode it today. But, um, um, yeah, um, the Nassau Odaya is 7-4 favourite. Um, Breeders' Cup heroine um, and ran a perfectly adequate race in the Prince of Wales, although the Prince of Wales is taking a lot of knocks at the moment, form-wise. Um, John, views here. Well, the Fanshawe really is probably the form choice. I mean, she's got form at, at the distance, whereas Lady Bothorpe hasn't. Um, Joan of Axe still needs to step up, really. I mean, she's She's probably one of the worst out of her family at the minute. You know, she's so well-bred, and yet she's 811. You'd think, wow, that's good. Yeah. Yet when you look at some of the siblings, Jesus Christ. Um, she, she could yet turn out to be pretty darn good because some of these fillies that Aiden runs 17 times in a season so uh, just don't seem to reach a plateau. Do they just find yeah. a big ear in there. So, I mean... It, it, it's, a, it's a race I can't really work out because I'm not really sure what it'll be run. I, th- I think Frankie might end up making the running on Empress Josephine, actually. And, I mean, that's in itself, that's a classic horse. So, I mean, that could be hard to pass if he got a softy. I, I don't want to play in the race, to be honest. Do you know, me, me and you should be sort of, either I come up to you or you come down to me, but we, we, we should be gin and painting because... Um, it, Whilst it's fascinating, the, like you've just summed it up perfectly, like, like Odaya, for me, takes time to get going in the season. Um, like if you look at her profile, like she really got going towards the autumn <laughs> last year, and and I reckon because they won the they won they won at the Breeders' Cup last year, that's where she'll be heading at the end of this season again um, for a tilt in America, and she'll get better and better as season goes on. So I agree why that's favourite. Joan of Arc, I take it on board what you said about the pedigree. It is immense. That mare, he's like the mayor of mares um, that's produced Joan of Arc. Uh, Lady Bothorpe is interesting, but... It's a Western super mare, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I, I urge anyone just to click on the racing post pedigree on that page. And just if you've not done it before, you'll just... You'll just die when you see what that mare's produced. Um, Lady Bertha, obviously up to 10 for the first time. That's an issue for me. Um, I love the I love, I love love the mare because she should have won the Falmouth. Um, she was very unlucky in the Falmouth. Willie Jarvis were in tears. Will he be in tears again? Um, Empress Josephine, I think, is interesting up in trip. Um, she, she shaped in the Irish guineas when she beat Joan of Arc. Like she wants the trip. Um, to talk Luigi in the saddle. 
Um, I didn't fancy Zayada of Roger Varians. I think the forms took knocks. The Chester Oak, Cheshire Oaks form is not what maybe I thought it was earlier in the season. So it's a very interesting race. And whatever you decide, I hope that's helped or steer you in the right direction. The 410 Goodwood, John, is the uh, ITV. Is that hmm. finale, I think, for the day? or the, or the No, the, it's, the, it's the ITV finale. Um, it's, it's, it's the seven furlong nursery that you should have been lumping on overnight, smash it, <laughs> smashing the back doors of Austrian theory. Uh, the, the kilt stopped you from doing that. He's got on his plane. He's uh, fucked off back to Midland. <laughs> and, he, and he said, uh, fuck you, John. Adjuvant, seven to two, market leader. Any views now in the nursery, John? Yeah, man, yeah, we do. If the kilt doesn't win this with one of them, he's left in. He's a wanker. <laughs> that, that, that's just the end of my involvement in this race because I'm just bitter. <laughs> Badly bitter. Um, right. Um, I've got I've got a big price one here. Um, and it's it's possibly my one of my best bets at Goodwood tomorrow. Um, already gone of Stan Moore's. John Egan takes the ride again. Um, I I did have a little tickle on this last time um, at Leicester. I first noticed this horse, John. Well, I've noticed it all season actually. It's a big brute of a horse, very lengthy. Um, it's got a lot of improvement to come. The only reason why you get pri- big prices is because it's Stan. If this was trained by a a big prominent new market trainer, you would not get odds like what what what's on offer. Um, when this ran at Salisbury behind Seattle King and Broadspear, um, it was drawn on the wrong part of the track. It was he made his challenge out wide. It was favouring the far side um, uh, that day. It was very far side bias. It very it, it, all day. Anyone that watches the racing can can check that that the 23rd of June at Salisbury was was the far rail. And already gone was drawn 11, uh, thick John, came down the middle um, and with his challenge, and he stayed on real, real nice into third. Well, if you look at the first two in that Salisbury race, they both got champagne stakes entries, both of them. They look very impressive in appearance, Seattle King and Broadspear, very good horses. And then, obviously, already gone, uh, 10 to 1 last time into 13 to 2, absolutely pissed up in a lesser nursery off 71 because it's Stan Moore. It'd have been 13 to eight if it had been trained by, by Johnny reputable um, from Newmarket. Um, and this is a nice horse. Stan has got an absolute belter here, physically everything. It's got, it's got the lot. Um, obviously this is, this is a stiff task. Soul 13 as well, but I, I cannot put anyone off at a whopping 25 to 1 we bet 365 20s available elsewhere 18s avail yourself this is a nice horse whatever it does tomorrow it's a nice horse real nice horse um so already gone for me on the first day oh, sorry on the first day of this preview um is, is my uh, best bet tomorrow we move on to friday but before we do Catherine fry has been on to me and she says um tomorrow in the galway hurdle she she's not playing herself, but she finds it very interesting that Emmett Mullins took out zero ten, which was also strongly fancied, and left Cape Gentleman in the Galway hurdle. On the form book, you'd say Belfast Banter, but we all know Magic Carrots are involved, obviously, in races of this nature. So, but, but and obviously Emmett as 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 the big carrots. So Cape Gentleman, Catherine thought was interesting. The form book says Belfast Banter, but she says. Have a look at Cape Gentleman in the Galway Hurdle. On Friday, uh, we start with the uh, Unibet three boosts a day, whatever boost that is. I mean, it sounds some kind of vaccinated rubbish to me, but boosts. What's a boot? boot? Well, price boost. Class two, not to 105 handicap, over two miles, four and a half furlongs, John. The big, big sort of tit flag start stairs race at the Goodwood Festival. Uh, I think. Uh, myself and Richmond have gone head to head here with best bets of the meeting. I've gone for Green Book, which is a monstrous 14 to 1. How on earth can that be 14 to 1 when you've got the Grand Vizier at 8 to 1? It was two and a half lengths behind it in the Queen Alex, and he's 16 pounds better off. 16 pounds. Imagine lugging that up and down Dale around there. Well, Green Book will go forward. It suits front runners. I think Green Book runs a monster race tomorrow at 14 to 1. That's my absolute stonker of a bet. I've already backed it at 16s. 
I'm going to go in again for if it's still 14s. That's just stupid. Uh, I do respect Andy's selection, Elysium, uh Richmond, that was on on, the, on our podcast, Elysium Flame. John, what's your thoughts on the first? I'm perfectly happy to rock along with yourself and Andy and have a little touch of those two, to be honest. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I could add to the, the first is, I say, Mr Simcock is once again cocking a snooker to John Cook and partner bad plonking smart champion in this. Um, our turn will be nigh very soon with this horse because just by accident, he'll plop it in somewhere where it can actually win. And this horse is getting very, very, very well handicapped. Do you know what I'd do, do, you know I'd do then for you, right, tomorrow? So I'd, I'd, I'd make sure you don't lose on smart champion or just Hubert. This won the race last year, and you put it up last time, if you remember. Um, Didn't like good, last time. It'd be a lot better on this game. Yeah, good, good, good claimer as well in Ray Dawson. So mm. just so so a combination forecast, folks. Here, Elysium Flame, Just Hubert, Smart Champion under Safe, um, um, and uh, my choice uh, Green Book um, to make the the. the, the Trifectors, superfectors, whatever you're gonna do. Let's hit the jackpot. Let's let's hit the Hong Kongers with a big with a big start to the day. Uh, we move on to the 225. It's the Bonhams Thoroughbred Group Three, and Baid, which is the horse that I wanted to see in the Sussex job. Thoughts here? Odds on favourite about eight to eleven. Is that a bet or not a bet? Not for me. No, I'd, I'd much sooner just watch this. Um, I think it'll win. You know, but I've, I've got enough doubts on the ground and whatever. Yeah, I know he's one and good to stuff, but nah. I, 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 he, he, he wins for me at that price. Yeah. I agree. It's it, it's a pay race. I think it's it's a race that you want. It, I think I think you're in my camp here. You want it to win by about four or five. I think. Yeah. For the shagging shirt, so it comes out four buttons undone. You know, for the interview after. We um, made him involved in one of these big male championship races at the end of the season. I think this is the way to take him there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's one of them, I, and I think as a racing fan, anyone you you want this one to bolt up. Yeah, blogger will be probably blogger and stallion will be turning up with the wads of cash. Stallion will be flashing the cash and. You know, saying this is the this is the week's absolute banker, but me and John will be sat there wanting it to win, and then the consolation is if it don't win, then Blogger and the Stallion are um, bust out, <laughs> circle jerking for cash. Um, right, we move on to the Golden Mile handicap, and I've got a good stat here for you, John, because I like to lead you in with a good stat to see if it makes any difference, which it never does. But um, the Golden Mile last ten years, right? Yeah. Ten, ten three-year-olds um, have got have managed to get in the race. Um, so ten three-year-olds, three have won, right? And in 2013, they had the forecast. In 2012, they had the first and third. So here, I mean, we've got Ross Collin for the Dixons for the Horse Watchers, uh, ten to one, and we've got Carter for the for the Kilt at sixteen to one. The only three-year-olds in here. Interesting stat, or eight pound weight for age it is for this race. But is that interesting, or do you think that's just random bollocks? <laughs> no, I, I, I think it, it is rather curious. Um, I, I, I was actually interested in plant a dream here, but he, obviously he's the reserve. Um, I, I thought that I'd all the look of a horse that's been cooked up for a race of this nature but he hasn't quite managed to get in so um i'm i'm, I'm in tell minds whether i'm going to play or not because I, it is a race where i think the draw is fairly important and uh, i was thinking escobar had just about got the ideal draw and then i saw david almeida had booked jason watson and i more or less tore my ticket up at that to be honest and uh, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. Uh, Jason not having the best of seasons. Um, mm. Interesting for clock watchers, though. I mean, they, they've swam the channel here because they've got a decent draw in stall eight. That's quite that's quite a nice draw. You don't have to do much from there. 
and O'Sheen in the saddle as well, uh, you know, and the three-year-old stat to boot. Um, you know, it's fell right for these guys. I mean, you know, I'm not saying this through gritted teeth or anything. It's just that, he, I mean, the, the shrewd people, it's just that, you know, Danoff fell on a plate for him. <laughs> you know, if, if this is right after five days off and it's not not the edge off it, the last run in the listed race at Ponty, I thought that was interesting, Ross Collin, um, for the horse watchers. Interesting stat. Um, 335 race. It's the big five furlong King George King George stakes at Goodwood. Batash, unbeaten at this track, John. It's a £10 better horse here, is it not? This could be a Blogger and Stallion special. What do you think here? Well, it'll depend if the Blogger and Stallion have drawn off the shagging shirts house earlier on, won't it? <laughs> the big double. They the, the, the might be uh, both in the car park wrapping, wrapping the gums around Vokes Todgers to <laughs> make sure we've got the bus fare home otherwise. Uh, I, I, I honestly can't back Batash at short odds. Um, I think there's enough to suggest this horse isn't as good as he was. Um, he's going to be took on on the front end again, like he was at Ascot. It would not surprise me to see Arecibo run another blinder, like he did in the King's Stand. I think at 12 to 1, I could probably look very closely at having a bit on that. Um, because if we did get a pace, because I know Ascot's completely different, but this, again, I, th- I think the pace could collapse. I, 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 I haven't really got a strong view other than that. I, I don't want to be with Batash at 6-4. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm basically sort of like all over Batash. I think it, there's a reason he's a lot better here. Um, I think he just he just suits his. He, I mean, it's the fastest five. I, 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 don't, I could be wrong, but I think it's the fastest five in the country at sort of 50, 55 and a bit seconds. Um, and and I think this is just suits him down to a ground. I think he can take a lead. I think that's the plan. They'll be taking the lead, and I just think he just he absolutely cruises in again. Um, Ascot he can ignore. He doesn't run Ascot very well. He's, he has won a Kingston, but as a rule, he doesn't run Ascot very well. This this is his champ. This is his championship race every season. As much as I love Dragon Symbol, I think Batash will win. Um, I'm quite interested in the six to four. To be honest, bearing in mind he start the the race has depth, but he, he started uh, two to seven in this race last year, um, and. I mean, his SPs at Goodwood so far, apart from when he beat Profitable um, um, as a three-year-old, it was eight to eleven, one to four, and two to seven um, in this very race. So now you're getting six to four. I've seen no evidence that he's in decline really because he just doesn't run Ascot. Um, six to four is enormous. So Batash for me, Blogger, Blogger and Stallion, like like in a triple circle jerk there. Uh, last race at Goodwood, John the four ten. Uh, the Queen's Plate glorious takes a Group Three event of a mile and a half. Uh, Mongol, we've put in it eleven to four. Uh, you can Glen four to one. Uh, any views on the uh, ITV finale on Friday? You look at the rate. You say Mongol should probably shit up, but is it a trustworthy horse? I'm, I'm not convinced, to be honest. Um, and the one I have a sneaking fancy for is David O'Mara's Eagles by Day that goes really well fresh. Um, I think this is probably been planned to run a big race first time out. Um, I believe it won the first time last year, I think. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, it did. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh, no, it didn't. It won second yeah. time. Beat Communique at York. Yeah, actually won the first time for David O'Mara, though, didn't he? He did. Did yeah yeah that, that's from true. from Ding Dong yeah and uh, I think yeah, I, th- I, th- I think this house has a bit more to offer yet um, and I, I, I am very interested to see how this gets on it's in the Eber this and uh, it it could be a a chill up for the Eber and if so anybody betting it's probably done the money but I, I don't think it needs a chill up. Um, he, he's going to the Irish ledger, you know. Um, he, he clearly thinks it's a very useful tool. 
I don't think there's any issues with the ground. Um, and I think there's, in, there's enough ones in here with doubts about them to, to say, well, this is a, a fair, fair enough each way price, you know? Yes, I mean, I mean, I, I, I take what you say. You know, it could certainly, certainly surprise here, and he's, he's, he's good odds. You know, twelve, fourteen to one could be an Ebor prep. Who knows? Um, the one that interest interested me was another Oshin ride. Uh, was Passion and Glory? I, I was shocked at how easy this won at Ascot last time. I, ju- I just couldn't believe it. And, yeah. it. and it was a good time. It, you know, it, it was no fluke about it. It absolutely lagged up. Um, beat Fabuli six, Naval, Naval Commander, another three and a quarter lengths back in third. So that's got beat nearly 10 lengths, Naval Commander. That turned out, all right, I know it's handicapped, but it ran off 91, only got beat a length at York next time. Um, that's beat it 10. Um I just thought that was interesting up in class. Not to get excited, but when you've got Mogul and and yeah. Big Jim, Big Jim's Uke and Glennett, you know, the eight-year-old, that's, I mean, I'll be honest, it's been very well-placed to win its races. You know, it won a brigade, very weak Brigadier, brigadier Gerard on bad ground. Um, you know, it, it won last time out at Sandown again, the same race. John Leeper run no sort of race. Uh, Fox Tal, um, you know, hasn't really franked the form. Uh, next time, I, I don't buy the former you can Glen to be four to one. And like you say, I agree with you, Mogul. I don't. I, I think the horse is not 117 is ridiculous. I don't think he's 117 horse ever. So for me, passion and glory, I thought was interested yeah, for um, certainly got potential. Yeah, for uh, for the forgotten man of the good Olfin team, Said Bin Saroh. It's all Charlie. Yeah. Isn't it, really? yeah. Um, anyway. Right, so so that's me and John done uh, for the the two. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, just one more thing, Catherine, just to finish the show. Seven ten Galway the on Friday. Blade the Blazers handicap born by the sea is a is another nap of hers. She's very very keen on born by the sea. She tells me she's so excited by this. It was a tune up the other day on the flat, and this is this is like the the prime race for born by the sea. And Catherine this week's had a fantastic week. I feel so sorry for her. She's had, she had the uh, Literally Sea, which finished third at monster prices, having traded about two to one in running, about eighty to one on Betfair, um, and then second again um, last night with a nap of the meeting. Um, again, did everything right, just just found one too good, and I just I, I hope this one win, uh, runs well for her. Born by the Sea. Uh, in the 7-10 at Galway on Friday, the Blazers handicap. I really hope you enjoyed this show from me and John tonight. We enjoyed it. Uh, some good topics and some good tips. And we'll be back on Friday with Zilzal89 on Twitter. Uh, that's Nick Davis. Good judge. Many know him. He's a, he's a lovely guy. And um, he's, a, he's a good form judge. So enjoy uh, the, the, the rest of Goodwood. And we'll be back on Friday night to go through Saturday's affairs there. Bye from me and John. Bye for now.